Hey y'all, thank y'all so much for joining me in another episode of Take a Seat Podcast. I'm your host, Sienna Hope, and I am joined by Trivia Edwards, who's a financial professional in the industry, and she's going to give us some amazing tips and strategies so that we can really propel ourselves in the financial world. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much, Trivia, for joining me. Please tell listeners who you are and what you do. Hi, everyone. Um, My name is Trivia Edwards, and I am actually a financial analyst. I work for um, a financial advisory firm um, called Comer Capital Group, and there I kind of dabble in a lot of things. Um, We work in corporate finance, and we work in public finance. So public finance world, we're working with the government and um, helping them issue bonds and uh, working as their financial advisor. I am not a financial advisor, um, just a disclaimer. So any advice is not actual um, advice. I'm just kind of giving my opinion and my tips on um, my financial literacy, um, you know, on those on that side. But yeah, so I'm ready. I'm excited to just sit here and talk. This is actually my first interview in, in this capacity. So um, I'm excited and I'm glad that you have me here. Aww, well, thank you so much. I know that this is about to be some, you're about to drop a lot of gems. So yeah. I can't wait because I'm going to learn so much about my finances. And I'm pretty sure the listeners who's listening will learn so much about theirs. Right. Um, so first Talk to me about how you got started into finance. Yeah. How did that? How did that happen? I really want to know. Interesting story. So um, I don't know where to start. Maybe I'll start as um, I guess a little background. Um, I don't have so. Well, I guess starting at college, I was a, my the first in my family to graduate from college. Um, Congratulations! So when I, thank you. So um, as far as a finance background, I don't have that. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't grow up with um financially savvy parents and everything but my dad did always encourage me to save like Mm -hmm. that was probably if I could think of any financial advice it was make sure you save your money Mm -hmm. um and he was an entrepreneur um that wasn't something that he instilled in us but um kind of subconsciously he did um so he was he was he owned his own line company and he did so many different things pressure washing different buildings Mm -hmm. he had contracts with like dollar general and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and we sold candy at school so that was like our number one yeah that was our push into the (laughs) entrepreneurship but um my parents they didn't manage their money well so Mm -hmm. although my dad had contracts with um stores like dollar general he still didn't have good credit or he still didn't have um you know just the best financial um upcoming or whatever Mm -hmm. so um once I got to school um you know we all kind of go through that thought process of what do I want to do with my life Mm -hmm. um what what do I want to be in life you know what do you want to be when you grow up but when you Mm -hmm. get to college it's like okay it's time to make that decision right (laughs) so a quick one (laughs) so um I always knew I wanted to be a businesswoman um I wasn't like my sister is more hands-on um I wasn't the handsy person. I was always smart. Um, I was always using my brains. I always knew how to talk. I was never afraid to kind of just sit back and be quiet. I was I was always talking. So um, 
I was knew I wanted to be a business person, so I changed my major four times before I landed on finance. So okay. I started in business, general business. I started in business administration, mm-hmm. and it was way too general for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, okay, I think I need a specialty or of something that I could focus on. So through business admin, you you take so many different curriculums. So I had economics, and economics interests me um a little bit when I first started and I didn't do any research and I just changed my major to economics and I was like I want to learn how money works I want to learn how the economy works and how mm-hmm. money runs the world or whatever so that's why I changed to econ- economics but um it got way too tedious for me so mm-hmm. then I changed to accounting and accounting is the language of of, of business so okay. you kind of learn all of the financial statements and everything, how businesses run and how businesses run. Um, because I mean, in order to run a business, you have to have accounting, you have to have finance. Mm -hmm. And that kind of, um, led me to finance because accounting was really conservative when you're, um, an accountant, you're more so kind of keeping books and, you know, playing it safe. You want to make sure Mm -hmm. every penny is there reconciling, but on the finance side, this is when I finally did research. When I changed my major to mm. finance, I finally did the research. And they were like, finance um, finance people are more outgoing. Um, they are more people, per- people, people, people. <laughs> and they actually talk. To, um, they're like more um, out front. And they grow the business. And they don't, you know, keep the business. Finance okay. is more of a growth strategy. And then you get into the investments and everything. And because I didn't have that, um, you know, the financial literacy, um, as I was brought up, I kind of was more interested on the personal finance side. Mm. Um, I was like, okay, I want to learn how to save my money. I want to learn how to invest my money. I want to learn how to grow my money. And then I want to learn how businesses grow their money. And that's kind of how I got into finance. And it, and it, continues to interest me every day and who doesn't want to learn about money so yeah I was just like okay I'm just gonna take a stab at it I wasn't like a math genius Mm -hmm. um I was just um really interested yeah I I was just doing my research yeah I I did my studying and Mm -hmm. you know so and here you are succeeding in your career (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's really great to hear and and definitely inspiring simply because like you said, you didn't even have like that financial no. background mm-hmm. or you didn't even, y- y- you weren't a mathematician, mm-hmm, right? you know, <laughs> uh, neither was I, <laughs> but, um, you know, you still found interest and you still followed that mm-hmm. even through those, you know, roadblocks right. or, you know, learning or realizing that, okay, even though I'm not as skilled in this, I can still be skilled in this, right. you know, it right. just takes a lot of Practice, studying, researching, Mm -hmm. yeah, Yeah. all of that. Yeah. So were there ever any moments where you maybe had challenges with your spending or your saving? Or was that something that you always, like given that your your dad always Mm -hmm. told you to save, was that something that you just did automatically, like out of, (laughs) look, not out of the (laughs) womb, but. (laughs) Well, you know, um, I feel like we all, and then we're in our 20s too, so we're always Mm going to make mistakes um, when it comes to money, especially if you're not educated. So, I mean, I wasn't educated and I'm, I'm still, I'm actually just getting to a place where I feel financially literate and I'm Mm. not going to say like holistically, but for the most part, because I'm in a financial industry, Mm. it calls, it um, forces me to do more research. It forces me to um, do research before I make decisions. But before that, I mean, in school I was, 
I was saving as much as I could. I worked about like two jobs at a time um, and I had to pay pay for school. So um, I worked at like Johnny T's and that was cash. You're making cash all the time. So I made it my made it a point to actually always put some money up and then save some money. But then I always got to a point where I had to spend my savings. So, <laughs> mm. so, um, I guess, um, I guess to your question, some mistakes, I would say I moved to Atlanta for my internship mm-hmm. and, um, I had maybe $2,000 and as an emergency fund. And mm-hmm. I guess we can talk about that a little later. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, instead of kind of planning out where I would stay, I had the option to stay with my line sister for maybe like $200 a month or live on my own with two other roommates for a thousand dollars a month. Mm. And my dumb self chose a thousand dollars a month because it was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to pay for my peace of mind. Like mm-hmm. I want, mm-hmm. I don't want to stay with parents mm-hmm. and this is not a dollar. But, um, but it was, it was um, actually not a, it was a poor financial decision mm. because I ended up struggling and hurting because I only had, I was only making maybe a thousand dollars, maybe $1,200 a month. And mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, I'm not close to talking about my money, but mm-hmm. I was making maybe $1,200 a month from my internship. And then boom, I had to pay a thousand dollars. So it was so like putting me in a hole. Yeah, yeah. I only had like $200 mm-hmm. left for spending and living and groceries and everything. Right. So, in addition to that, you you don't think about all of the costs that come. Okay, you have rent for a thousand dollars, but then you have gas. You have so I wasn't budgeting and mm-hmm. everything like I am now. It was just spending. Um, so I wasn't keeping track of my spending, and I was struggling. I mean, we all have to struggle in order to learn. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's it. that's that's so true. That's yeah. so true. We we do have to struggle to learn, mm-hmm. but. You know, in some instances, I know a lot of times, even <laughs> me, you know, my mom, she's definitely financial aware. Mm-hmm. And that's something she's always instilled in, in us and mm-hmm. all of her children, you know, but sometimes. Okay. So let me tell you about me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hold my money. Okay. I'm so that type frugal. of person. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, completely yes. understand that. <laughs> I know someone, <laughs> but no, I under it's it's, it's nothing wrong with that. So for mm-hmm. me, there's nothing wrong with being frugal because at one point I was like that. Um, because I mean, I'm, I'm really price conscious. I wouldn't say I'm frugal, but I'm very price conscious. So I'll look at something and, um, someone like a friend would be like, Oh, I'm going to get that. And I'm looking like $30. Heck no. Or a shirt for $20. No, like mm-hmm. I'm not going to get that. But, um, so I, I kind of, I'm very price conscious, but when it comes to being frugal, it's like you have to spend your money. Like you have to, it's not that you have to spend your money. You have to have a plan for your money. You Mm -hmm. can't just keep all your money in Mm -hmm. a bank account. And then that bank account doesn't have an interest rate or, Mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't have a high yielding interest rate. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that goes into investing and how to spend your money. But, um, I was telling a friend, like she, she's also frugal and she was (laughs) like, um, I just want to save all of my money and it's not all I'm like, that's cool. But you have to have a plan for your money. You don't Mm -hmm. want to just keep it because you, you get money, you receive money to, um, not spend it but to invest it or to enjoy to it. utilize it talk, and to yeah, enjoy talk about it. that talk yeah. about that really the importance of enjoying your labor but to the point where it's you know not overboard so with I guess enjoying your money it's like 
you always have to track your money and kind of budget so you can maximize what you have. So living within your means and not living above your means. So you know that you only make $3,000 a month mm-hmm. and your expenses are equate to maybe 2500 So you have $500 left. And let's say within that 2500 of your expenses, you're already saving, you're already investing. Mm-hmm. So the $500 left, don't overspend and use a credit card or whatever and go on a trip when you know you can't go on a trip. Mm -hmm. But if you want to go get a pedicure, if you want to go, you know, do those Mm -hmm. things, um, go, go out for drinks or go, go to dinner or something, do those things that actually do bring you, um, bring you happiness, then that's okay. Mm -hmm. But people keep up with the Joneses and honestly, half of the time it's not using their money for enjoyment, but it's using their money to keep up. Mm-hmm. And that's not the same, you mm-hmm. know, so it's like kind of being aware, like you said, being financially aware, but like really just being aware of how you're spending your money, how much money you're making and not overspending and just kind of um, making sure you're not keeping up with the Joneses, saying no, having boundaries. Mm-hmm. If, like with me, if I wanted to go to the spa and I know I only have that, um, if I know I only have like $300 left for spending, like leisure spending, then I'm going to make sure my massage is not over a hundred dollars because it's a month left here now. Like, right, right. So it's just kind of like um, really allocating your money and kind of understanding how you're spending it and not keeping up with the Joneses, but mm-hmm. really doing it for your own happiness. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so can we, can you explain a little more about what exactly financial literacy is? I know we've, we hear that term yeah. a lot in you know, sometimes I, I think it kind of maybe goes over people's heads. Right. Um, I guess a little bit background on the financial literacy side. Another way I got into financial literacy was um, I was, I guess, recruited to be an ambassador um, at Jackson State for, uh, it was a financial literacy program. So we kind of went around and spoke to children children oh my gosh to, to, <laughs> to our peers about um financial literacy in one case we did speak to kids to children okay. but to yeah. our peers yeah. about financial literacy and honestly even then I didn't have the like I said holistic understanding but really what financial literacy is and the importance of financial literacy is really just I mean what literacy is is education like having that education about your finances whether it's um budgeting and savings and investing all the holistic things of um, financial literacy of just finance Um, but the importance of it is you know let's let's go into examples okay so these rappers or like like um, actors or whatever they blow up and they get so much money but then Mm -hmm. years later you hear that they're bankrupt Mm mm-hmm the importance of financial literacy is no matter how much money you have, if you don't have that financial literacy, if you're not educated about how to spend your money, how to save your money, how to invest your money and um, how to track your spending or even hiring professionals to help you with that, then you'll never, no matter how much money you have, you'll never keep it. Mm. And if you're not financial literate, then you know, what's the point? Yeah. So I can, I can make a million dollars tomorrow, but if I'm not financial literate and I don't it. have a plan for my money, then I'll blow it. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Like we're, um, purchasing liabilities, like just going out and purchase a car and it depreciates as soon as you leave the lot. Mm-hmm. So now, I mean, that's not an asset, you know? So now you, you have that and then you're maybe paying a note on it. Or if you don't pay a note, you pay cash, which is also 
kind of not smart because mm-hmm. you pay cash for the value of the car today and then it depreciates and maybe you don't want it anymore because if you're the kind of person that wants to keep up with the Joneses, you're not going to want it anymore in like three years. So then you can't resell it. Then you lost like thousands of dollars mm-hmm. on that car. So it's like if you're not financial literate, financially literate in that case, um, then you'll never like be able to actually keep your money yeah. um, or even generate wealth. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. So in finance, there's budgeting, okay. saving. So Come on, get, get me <laughs> let right. Me, let me pull my notes out. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so in finance, there are, it's like four buckets. So you have your savings. Okay. Um, You have fixed income, equity, and alternatives. So, okay, let's, let's, rewind when it comes to finance you want to graduate so you want to start with at least having income Mm -hmm. so if you have you know a consistent income let's say we all have that okay then you want to start budgeting and understanding okay this is how much money I have this is how much money is going out a month this is how much I can save these are my expenses. This is my income. These are my expenses. This is my savings. And when it comes to paying yourself first, you have your, that's that's meaning savings and investing or whatever, and then go and consume. So um, that's budgeting. But then when it comes to the graduating, you start with savings. For me, I started with a um, high interest savings account. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm with Ally um, Financial right now, mm-hmm. and they have maybe because interest rates are moving with the market because of the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, they're at a 0.5% okay. um, interest rate, which is actually a good, because if you go to a regular commercial bank, it's 0.0001 or something like mm-hmm. that. So you're actually yielding more in that savings account. So that kind of introduces you to um, high interest the the market basically it kind of introduces you there mm-hmm. so you're graduating to saving and once you're like um doing that you want to kind of have establish a savings account then you want to establish um an emergency fund mm. and those are two different things okay. you're not saving for emergencies you're saving for if you want to buy a home one day or if you're or you know you can save for whatever you want to save for but your emergencies is going to be say my tire blew out and I don't want to deplete my um, checking account. I don't want to go into my checking account Mm -hmm. and just surprise. And I just spent $200 on a tire or Mm -hmm. whatever, however much a tire Mm -hmm. could be. And instead of that, I'm like, okay, I know I have this cushion of an, in my emergency fund, it could be three to six months of your expenses added up into that emergency fund. And um, you don't have to worry. You just go into that uh, it's fine. I got it. It's mm-hmm. in my, it, this mm-hmm. is, this is what this is for. Mm-hmm. So I just go and you don't hurt, you don't feel it. So that's kind of graduating into just saving. And then you have your emergency funds or a rainy day account okay. and, and then the fixed income, you know, that's like bonds and mutual funds and then equity stock market. And then okay. your alternatives is where you get into, um, investing in like startup companies and, um, real estate, but we can go into that if you want to, if it's going so, too much, then we no, don't. <laughs> you're good. So mutual funds, mm-hmm. mutual bonds or funds. mutual funds and then bonds. They're okay. separate. So, and that's a part of the fixed income that's a budget. Part of fixed income. I mean, well, that's bucket. In, um, investment. Yeah. That's a bucket. Okay. So that's in your investment bucket, but, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's going to be your safer investments. So, um, 
if you wanted to go to the bank and say, I want to, Hey, I want to start investing. This is where you would graduate from your high interest savings account. You already have that established or whatever. Then and these, you don't have to go into this. You can just skip it and go into the stock market if you're ready, Mm. but you can graduate and just, if you want to start investing, um, because for me, I just had to do it. And sometimes you just have to do it. Um, you want to have as much research done before you do it, but sometimes you just have to jump out there. And mm-hmm. um, if you're conservative, then I would go with the mutual funds, and that's basically um, a mixture of bonds and um, stocks and everything. And you have an advisor that's actually um, making those investments for you mm-hmm. and um, at a lower interest rate, but it's a comfortable interest rate for you. Mm-hmm. And then for bonds, that's actually what, I do um, with my job we help help the government issue bonds and that's a fixed income instrument where you kind of lend amount of money certain amount of money mm-hmm. and um, that money gains interest and you get your principal back which is the money that you lend it plus interest at a um, certain term but it's a long term thing maybe 10 years so okay. those that's why it's so conservative mm-hmm. but yeah okay <laughs> okay so people are more accessible to investing Mm -hmm. you know with stocks and i know you said that you went right in you know went right into investing um and i've even witnessed that i haven't yet you know merged into that Mm -hmm. um because i you know i have my reservations about it and i'm just not like you said financially aware just yet and i don't want to rush into it because Mm -hmm. i know it's definitely a process and it's something that you really have to know right um explain the importance of it um, and also, um, yeah, explain the importance of it and why it's maybe you think that it's necessary for people to invest. To invest? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So the importance of like investing is really about building wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, back in October, I did a panel discussion to the SEC about um, generational wealth and the racial wealth gap. And I don't want to get into the racial wealth gap, but history shows and statistics show that whites have more wealth than um, than blacks because they're diversified. They have real estate. They have um, they're invested in the stock market. Mm-hmm. They have um, all of those investments that kind of put them ahead of us in which that's systemic as well. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it shows that that's really how the rich get rich Mm -hmm. and the importance of investing is kind of diversifying because you can't rely. You never want to rely on one stream of income. Mm -hmm. Um, But then at the end of the day, you you want to have some passive income because you can't be everywhere at once. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to, um, you want to be able to make some money in your sleep. Mm -hmm. So if you invest in the stock market or whatever, um, after that research is done, then if you're investing in the right stocks or even, even if you're just invested in um, having dividends or whatever, then you're actually going to um, you're going to be able to make money in your sleep. You you can have a stock that grew like a hundred percent or one hundred eighty percent. One of my stocks grew like one hundred eighty percent over the last two or three months, and that's how you're making you know extra income. Mm-hmm. But it's really the importance is diversifying because you don't want to have one stream of income. Um, if you focus on one stream, if you rely on one stream of income and that market crashes or you lose your job, then you're kind of out here just with yeah. nothing, you know? So yeah. it's really about always having um, 
well, just diversifying so you won't rely on one stream. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's kind of just a point to make when it comes to building wealth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where where do you think that the this financial awareness came from? Because it honestly, I don't know if it's, it's me because I'm getting older, mm-hmm. but it just seems like so many people are just yeah. rooting yeah. for financial awareness, especially in the black community, but... Can we talk, uh, you know, more about that, that awareness that's, that's happening, that's taking place? I don't know if over the past year, the awareness grew because of the pandemic. Mm. Um, one, we're, we are older mm-hmm. and our peers are all in the workforce now. So mm-hmm. that's, that's a part of it. Okay. We're all, we all have bills now. Mm-hmm. We all okay. have, you know, okay. So, okay. so that's one thing. It's like, yeah, now high schoolers, yeah. they're, they're probably, they're, they're surrounded as their peers, um, mm-hmm. their environment probably isn't um, as deep into it, mm-hmm. but because of social media, they are mm-hmm. because they're seeing us, mm-hmm. you know, but I think our peers and the conversation is in our um, environment more because because I mean we have bills we have we're in the workforce Mm -hmm. and we more of us are becoming entrepreneurs and everything and I think the entrepreneur side came from the pandemic Mm -hmm. um I'm not gonna just say all of it came from the pandemic right right but I think the awareness grew during the pandemic because um people like I said they couldn't rely on their jobs a lot of people lost their jobs Mm -hmm. um a lot of people were relying on one stream of income they lost their jobs they lost their homes you know so many other things so it's just like dang it how do I survive now mm-hmm. so um so many of the get rich schemes and everything the Instagram yeah and the Facebook pyramid, like all of, yeah the pyramids um, it's like forex yeah I don't forex. Call anybody yeah no out, no no I, is that what is, um, what is that <laughs> so with I'm gonna brush a little over forex just like really slight um forex is not it's not a bad investment I would Mm -hmm. say it's more trading it's not investing it's trading and when you're trading you're basically trading something for something so you're trading currencies foreign currencies and um but um so with forex if you I think the negative the negative um or the cons around it or the controversy around it is really if you don't have the research about the market you don't have the uh, knowledge about that market, then you're really more susceptible to lose money. And mm. so many of us are, you know, making money fast, but really nothing comes fast but a crash. Like, you know, mm-hmm. so it's just mm-hmm. like, um, if you're, if you're investing for that reason or not investing because it's not considered investing, investing, when you think investing, you think long-term mm-hmm. when you think trading is something quick, it's quick, quick, instant gratification, which is something that we're, our generation has really been stuck on mm-hmm. instant gratification. I need it now. Mm-hmm. And it's really, everything is becoming instant. Like even, um, like different, um, industries that are coming up, they're all convenient and money can't be that convenient you know like Mm -hmm. um so when it comes to forex it's like as long as you have you have to have the knowledge of the market if you don't know the market or if you don't know how to study or read a chart then you can't just jump in it and follow the leader and that's what it really is um I think that's the controversy around it. People mm-hmm. are just starting groups and um, they're just following a leader and relying on somebody to kind of teach them the markets. Mm-hmm. And um, they're not really 
as educated mm-hmm. and you know nothing against that right you know right. Mm-hmm. so each his own but I wouldn't put all of my eggs in one basket mm-hmm. and that's something that um that's why you say that's why you hear diversification a lot because if you put your eggs in all in one basket like people investing in GameStop but mm-hmm. like and that was their first time getting into the market mm-hmm. it's just like okay what happens when GameStop crashes or if that stock doesn't, you know, if it starts to decline or mm-hmm. whatever, then what you mm-hmm. lose all of the, all of your investment. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be my opinion on cryptocurrencies and, um, Forex, but mm-hmm. really with Forex is more of a, it's really just about education and educating yourself and really studying that. If you, if you want to go in and study the market, if you want to take your time and invest that time into it, then do that. But know that it's not, um, a sustainable investment. It's more of a, a trade that you're doing mm-hmm. and you just want to stay like as, I guess, aware as possible with that. Yeah. And what yeah. about Bitcoin? Um, and then with Bitcoin, um, I guess with, people that don't know what bitcoin is it's a um, digital currency mm-hmm. and the controversy around bitcoin or any cryptocurrency is that it's not regulated by the government or tied to anything like um how stocks are tied to companies and it's right. regulated by the mm-hmm. government but with um cryptocurrency it's not regulated by the government it's not regulated by only the person that you know created the coin Mm -hmm. and then um it's not backed by the u.s dollar it's just digital Mm -hmm. so people are just putting their money into basically we don't yeah (laughs) so that's a pause yeah Yeah, (laughs) so you're just putting your money into it and um but because honestly it's like that's the kind of it but then because i'm not invested in crypto mm-hmm. um but i don't know if i would ever i don't know like because yeah. it seems like it's the future of um that financial world because um the value of it it, it does grow and it has mm-hmm. grown but the thing about bitcoin bitcoin would close one day mm-hmm. because it, it has a cap yeah and once yeah, it, that's hit, what I once it as reaches well. that mm-hmm. then it'll close yeah. and you know you can't right. get into it anymore mm-hmm. but coins are still being created there's mm-hmm. more than bitcoin out there there's so mm-hmm. many other cryptocurrencies that's why it's you know cryptocurrency um so after bitcoin you just have to kind of keep your eyes open if you want to get into that world it's just when it comes to putting your money into a market like that or putting your money into any market is really just about educating yourself and not following the leader. Don't follow these trends. Mm-hmm. Like how, like with GameStop, it was just big and no one, maybe some people didn't even like Joe Blow didn't know about the stock market until they saw a post <laughs> about GameStop and they were like, Oh, GameStop. Oh, they're growing. They're making a lot of money. Let mm-hmm. me go get into it. Yeah. And it's like the the sophisticated investors are making lots of money, but the the people that the average people um, every day that are just entering the market through Robinhood, they're they're not they're losing money. Mm. So it's like if you're not educated or financially literate or in that market or whatever, then mm-hmm. you're going to be more susceptible to lose money. Mm-hmm. So yeah earlier you referred to the process of like saving mm-hmm. and also budgeting can you take me through those strategies or your your own strategies yeah. that you this is my um, favorite question <laughs> in the world yes please <laughs> you have you have the floor yeah <laughs> okay let's see let's see where to start I got some notes um <laughs> so um I'm going to this quote that I found through research, but it's actually a really good quote Mm -hmm. without a plan the people perish. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's basically like, if you don't budget or have a plan for your money, then 
I mean, you're going to kind of, you know, how you just, you get paid and then a week or two later, it's like, where did my money go? Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I did not spend my money that mm-hmm. many times. So, um, I started budgeting in, in college and I fell in love with it because it's important to know how much money you're making. Mm-hmm. And some people actually don't know, like if you have multiple streams of income or if you have, you know, two streams of income, whatever, you have to know how much money you're making and you need to um, compare that to your expenses. And if you don't write that on paper, then you could really be spending more than you're making. And it's mm-hmm. possible to do that. I know people are like, how do you do that? But if you're getting paid every two weeks and, you know, mm-hmm. or the months are going through, then it's possible. And if, especially if you're you're having negatives in your account or something, mm-hmm. then it's possible to spend more than you make. So when it comes to that, you want to kind of sit down and write down all of your income. If it's just one, then write that down and then, write out all of your expenses you want to start with your fixed expenses those those necessities like um your if you're paying rent and then you want to put in your car insurance or you know medical bills whatever it is that you have to pay to live you put that down first and then you go and what I used to do is go in my account and look at what I spend my money on the most and kind of try to calculate through the month or the weeks how much I spend on fast food or, Mm -hmm. you know, that's what I would do in college. Okay, how much did I spend on fast food? Okay, so food, the food category, it's like $100 a month or something. Mm -hmm. Okay, look, $100, it sounds really not a lot. That's not a lot because honestly, people spend like $300 a month Mm -hmm. and that's when you can kind of look at that and then, okay, this is where I can save. You can Mm -hmm. figure out where you can save, where Mm -hmm. you can't save and if you need to make more money. And that's really the importance of budgeting. Um, And the strategy that I use when it comes to spending, I actually downloaded like two spending apps to where you can track your spending. Um, One is called Mint, um, like take a mint, Mm -hmm. Mm M-I-N-T. And then the other is called Nerd Wallet. um, Okay, I've read several articles um, from Nerd Wallet. In Nerd Wallet, I actually am starting to like a little more, you know, no nothing against me I love them both though I yeah. love them both um and it actually you know how you see your like if you google Jay-Z's net worth mm-hmm. you can see your net worth you can mm-hmm. actually see um you can link all your accounts to it and then you kind of see okay this is how much money I'm making this is how much money I'm spending this is how much money I have saved this is how much money I have invested and it takes that it adds it up subtracts whatever needs to be subtracted and that's your net worth and um well your net worth is your assets minus your liabilities or whatever Mm -hmm. but um that's that's basically what that is and um and then every time you swipe your card, it tracks it mm-hmm. and then it categorizes your spending. So it'll say you spent 50% on food this month or you spent 30% on clothes or whatever on shopping. Mm-hmm. It'll help you categorize it. And then you can go in and man- manually do it yourself as well. So um, that's one tip that I think I think everyone should track their spending mm-hmm. because it really helps you one it helps you see how much money you're spending a month and then it helps you kind of he- be more hesitant to spend yeah. because it's like, dang, I know way I spent yes. $3,000 this month. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. So, yes. so I, yeah. So, yeah. So for me, it's just like in this month, I actually just um, bought my car and my spending went up because I had a down payment and I was okay. just like, oh, heck no so next month I have to save more like you Uh know so right and it helps you by Mm -hmm. by tracking that spending it helps you yeah Um, because I actually um 
that that was that was me. Well, I I, I budget every month. Like mm-hmm. so, at the end of the month into the next month, I look at my bank statement. Mm-hmm. I write it down, mm-hmm. um, and then I I'm like, okay, in what areas did I fall short in? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then too, you have moments where life happens, right? And then too, sometimes I just kind of you know go on a yeah. Sp- a shopping spree or like spending <laughs> yeah, spree or whatever yeah yeah just like yeah. i don't care i got it <laughs> true and and you know I, if i do that then i know next month yeah it, i can't like i can't do that yeah so <laughs> no. and this is my thing this is something i had to do because i was i was like that i was like i got it i'm gonna spend i had to separate my um i had to make multiple accounts for myself mm-hmm. so and that's how you kind of give yourself an allowance or Mm -hmm. discipline yourself a little bit more. So I know this is my bills account and I only use this card for bills. And if I, if my bills are $2,000 a month, that's how much needs to be in that account at the first of the month. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's it. And then spending, I'm going to limit myself based on my budget or how much I have. I'm going to limit myself to maybe 600, maybe $800 of spending this month or whatever Mm -hmm. you want to, you know, however much you want for your spending based on your income and, that way you don't um, kind of mix the two mm-hmm. and get yourself in a rut to where I don't have enough money to pay my bills now. Mm-hmm. And I found myself in that position mm-hmm. at one yeah. point. And that's when I was just like, okay, hold on. Yeah, and it's not the, a good feeling. It's not. You know, yeah, and yeah. it's just like, ooh, what, ha- like, yeah. what happened? And, it, and honestly, money is really a mindset. Mm-hmm. It's like you have to – it's about your relationship with money. Mm. It's like, don't abuse it. Have a, a good, healthy relationship with money. Talk like you control your money. So you sit there and you write out how much money you have and be real with yourself. Mm-hmm. Like some people don't even want to know how much money they have in their account. They don't mm. even want to check their account. Check your account. Keep up with how much money you have, how much money you're spending. If you can't afford a credit card, don't get a credit card. Um, that's a whole nother conversation yeah. when it comes to credit cards. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just and then honestly, like even keep track of your credit score, all of that, like have a, re- a healthy relationship with your money to mm-hmm. where you're investing, you're saving. And honestly, if you if you have your savings account, if you have your investing accounts and everything, then you actually you're growing and becoming more aware. I feel like once you establish a healthy savings account, mm-hmm. then you're kind of on your way somewhere. You know, you're if you don't have a savings account, you only have a checking account and you're just spending your money, mm-hmm. then you really just Yeah. You, yeah, you're not you're not there yet. You right, know, so. right, right. So how do we have a healthy relationship with our money? Like how 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 do we go about having having that, doing that? Um for what are me some tips? For me, I um I wish I had some tips written down so I to think <laughs> through my main, my brain. Um, for me, I I believe I had to just like I said, start being aware mm-hmm. um of my spending one, and like if you when you budget having a plan for your money, knowing your long-term goals. Mm -hmm. And it's important to have those long-term goals. If you know you want to buy a house one day, then put yourself in a financial position to have that. If you know you want to buy a car one day, put yourself in a financial position to have that. And I guess by um, having multiple savings accounts, I have two savings accounts Mm -hmm. to where I'm saving here for something and I'm Mm -hmm. saving there for something Mm -hmm. else. And then, um, like I said, separating that bills account from your – 
from your spending account. Mm-hmm. And then, honestly, if you if you can control it, if you're actually working towards goals, try to minimize your spending and just stay in the house sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. just kind of discipline yourself. <laughs> or, or, you know, or have a budget when you go out. Like, mm-hmm. if you go to a restaurant, make sure you tell yourself, I'm not going to spend over this amount of money. Take cash mm-hmm. instead of taking your card because yeah. that helps me. Like, yeah, okay, because I know you, have, you can't. Well, you, you can't can see over, your money. Yeah, you can see your money. You can but, feel your money. Mm-hmm. And then if you only take $60, you know you only have $60. <laughs> and I'm going to leave a card at home, you know. Right. And don't take your card or whatever. And then, like I said, just keeping track of your credit score. And um, if you, you know, using credit in a healthier way mm-hmm. and not just overusing it. Because I know that's something that um, college students do. They get credit cards and they just swipe, swipe, swipe. Mm-hmm. But if you... If you can't, if you're spending more on a credit card than you have in your bank account, then you're not doing a good job, you know. Yeah. So it's really just about um, what you're purchasing. Like I said, purchasing assets over liabilities. Like a car is not an asset. Honestly, you know, if you're not ready to purchase a house, then don't purchase a house. Or mm-hmm. you know, all of that is in all of these topics. Like I said, it's it's only my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's actually controversy when it comes to these. <laughs> yeah, um, and finances. Finance mm-hmm. is hard. Like yeah. people. People, um, you know, keep up with the Joneses and they, they, everyone in our society right now just want to look good Mm -hmm. and there's easier or cheaper ways to look good or, you know, or just, just be humble. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Just chill. Yeah. Relax. And we're young. (laughs) And the thing about it is we're young and we are seeing so many people just blow up and get rich quick Mm -hmm. or, you know, and it's like, oh, I need to be there. Mm. I have to have that much money. And I was in that mindset at one point, but it's just like, I'm going to just take the steps because we all have our own journey. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure I'm taking the steps to save. I'm going to take the steps to invest and build my wealth and at my own pace, you mm-hmm. know, as long as I'm still taking those steps, I'm not overspending. I'm not going deeper into debt. And that's one big thing. Don't go deeper into debt. Mm-hmm. You know, use your own money. If you, mm-hmm. if you can't afford debt, then mm-hmm. don't go into debt. And, um, yeah, just kind of just take your own steps, baby steps to grow. And, um, like I said, those saving, budgeting, investing, or, um, you know, having those multiple savings accounts. Um, and then if for a savings tip, for me, I save 25% of my check a month and I don't see it. I get it directly deposited into my savings account. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but that's only like it depends. You can save ten percent. You can isn't save it 5%. like the fifty thirty twenty rule? Mm-hmm. It, is that it? Yeah, it's fifty thirty twenty. Okay, <laughs> you go okay. throw me off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but okay, but yeah, you, but you do the twenty five percent. Yeah, I do twenty five percent. Um, honestly, it's really looking at what you can save mm-hmm. and. You can start there, mm-hmm. um, but you also can just kind of take, like I said, look at how much money you make a month, mm-hmm. look at your expenses mm-hmm. and see like those fixed expenses and then see what you have left over and say, I'm going to save 50% of what I have left over, mm-hmm. which could be 10% of your income or whatever, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, and you just do that. And the savings hack for me, heck for me was not seeing that at all. I'm going to write on my um, direct deposit form. When I first got my job, I wrote on my direct deposit form, 25% to my savings. I'm never going to see that. So I can't, I'll have more discipline to mm-hmm. just save instead mm-hmm. of having to, um, transfer every month, you know, mm-hmm. and then having my online savings account helps me, um, not 
pull out of my savings account uh-huh. because when I did have a, the same um, bank, yeah, I was just I was pulling, I was transferring it to the yeah. checking. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So <laughs> quick because it was so as long as you don't do it right. over ten times a month. <laughs> wow, so I know but, yeah. that interest definitely. It, yeah, it, 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 grew. it showed. Yeah, it, yeah. it definitely did. Uh-huh. Um, actually, I don't like I said I don't mind sharing, but I saved like seventy two hundred dollars last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year my goal is to save at least ten thousand, and wow. it's like because I'm saving you know that much a month Mm -hmm. um it you know it it helps it it just grows Mm -hmm. and honestly if I have a surprise savings like well not surprise savings but a surprise income like our stimulus Mm -hmm. (laughs) save it yeah you you didn't plan with that money anyway you didn't budget that money right (laughs) y'all heard that right (laughs) say that again (laughs) save that (laughs) stimmy but look if you like you knew that you had that um stimulus coming in Okay, make a plan with it, but don't spend it all on your bills or don't mm-hmm. go out and go out of town with it. Like, be smart. Like, be humble. Because we're, be humble. Like, for <laughs> real. Like, we're in a time where, you know, um, life is unpredictable. Mm-hmm. And we do have to have a plan with our money. Like, yes. you know, God makes our plans at the end of the day. He has our plans for us, but we control what's in that account. Mm-hmm. And if you know you have some debt, okay, put a few dollars towards that from that stimulus mm-hmm. within the other half or whatever percentage that you want to save. I just say save some of it. Mm-hmm. Like I got it and I was just like, I'm just gonna I'm put half of this up at least. Yeah. At least. And I'm still like it's in the savings, but then I still had some just sitting there. I'm just mm-hmm. like, it's fourteen hundred dollars. Look, do like save that. Save right. that. You can save that. Yeah, because so. if you didn't have it is what were what? what were you gonna what? do? Right. So you you might as well just put it all in there. Mm-hmm. Like just put it in your exactly. savings account. Exactly. Exactly. Don't even touch it. Don't even spend it. Exactly. Or if you have a bonus at work, mm-hmm. if you get a bonus at work, um, I got a bonus at work and I put half of it up automatically, instantly. As soon as I got it, as soon as it was deposited, I just was like, oh no, I'm gonna spend this. I actually didn't even put half. I put like eighty percent of it up. I was mm-hmm. just like, look, I know I'm gonna spend this. If I keep this in my checking account, mm-hmm. it's gonna get like. It's just going to erase. Like, it's just going to disappear. <laughs> I don't know where it's going to yeah, go. And yeah. that's the thing. I hate having this, spending money and have nothing to show for it. Mm-hmm. So I just rather my money grow. It's better mm-hmm. to have it and allow it to grow and with in allowing it to grow within like um those investment vehicles mm-hmm. like um a high yield interest savings account or um the stock market or even if you are um investing in bitcoin or whatever you know as long as you can see your money growing yeah then i think you're in the right direction yeah yeah so how do you treat yourself because this whole time <laughs> i've been hearing that you know you've invested with which is great you know saving definitely budgeting but yeah. i want to know but like, we do have to have in, leisure in, in, you know yeah so I'm um I feel like I'm rare because it doesn't take (laughs) much for me to be um for me to just be happy and for me to to treat myself I'm not Mm -hmm. gonna say I'm I have complete humility but at the same time um my honestly it's gonna sound real cliche but honestly I love watching sunset and everything but you Mm -hmm. know like me buying my car was a reward for me for Mm -hmm. saving Mm -hmm. um that was something I was just like okay I'm gonna reward myself and Mm -hmm. that's something that you do maybe sometimes if you're not honestly it's nothing wrong with spending and treating yourself if you're in that financial position to do so but Mm -hmm. me I'm still in a place where I'm growing my um finances Mm -hmm. so I don't treat myself often 
Um, I got my nails done for my birthday because it was my birthday, but y'all, mm-hmm. I hadn't gotten my nails done in a year before that mm-hmm. and pedicured probably twice this year so far. Yeah. So, I mean, I do that. I get my pedicures every blue moon mm-hmm. because like I'm studying, um, for an, for a certification right now. Mm-hmm. And if I, I told myself I studied every day this week, I'm going to get a pedicure this weekend, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. it's like, and then you feel better about treating yourself mm-hmm. because you know you deserve it you mm-hmm. worked hard this week mm-hmm. and you know you have it then you know do that as long as you you know paid yourself first and paying yourself first does not mean going to consume because really you're paying them first mm-hmm. so you want to go ahead and pay yourself first by saving and investing or whatever it is even if you're just saving right now do that and then go treat yourself um and reward yourself that's mm-hmm. how i just reward myself you know, through that, I need to reward myself now. <laughs> but no, <laughs> well, those are actually some really great, you know, tips that you just gave because, um, I, you know, I think a lot of times we 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 forget mm-hmm. to give ourselves that that grace and yeah. give ourselves that leisure, right. give us that um, complimentary drink. Right, <laughs> right. I'm going to order a bottle of wine tonight. Like, <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> this week and Mm -hmm. you have to just tell yourself I did good if you if you want to do a savings goal a weekly savings goal you know you saved $50 this week and you know you still have some money for spending Mm -hmm. then tell yourself I did good this week I think I deserve a steak you know Mm -hmm. and that's okay because you you know you put yourself in a position to have that Mm -hmm. and you still have cushion to be okay you know to survive because you invested in your savings account Mm -hmm. you put some money up for your emergency account Mm -hmm. you know you did all of that so you're okay girl go or guy go you know take care of yourself Uh treat yourself yourself. (laughs) (laughs) okay so what are your top three resources you recommend people must have in order to stay financially aware whether that's apps books whatever whatever it is that you recommend What, what would that be Ooh, you hit me with a lot of surprises (laughs) but no um let's see top three um well what I mentioned earlier I would highly recommend having um an app that you know because I mean everything is on our phone so Mm -hmm. I guess I'll go with everything that's on your phone utilizing it because everyone isn't a reader Mm -hmm. but I would definitely highly recommend um when it comes to spending or saving or whatever investing having an app like nerd wallet or mint Mm -hmm. or it's so many others out Mm -hmm. there that help you track your spending and they actually have articles on there where you can read about um different credit cards that you can use for rewards or whatever or investing Mm -hmm. um vehicles or the stock market whatever it is use that's one that's just one um resource having an app that helps you um track your income and your spending or whatever um two um resources let's see I guess I, I like I would go back to just that self-educating, mm-hmm. not kind of following the trends. So mm-hmm. um, whether it's a podcast or a book, I guess that's um, two resources within one. But listening to financial podcasts or um, and, it, and you can't listen to everybody, but mm-hmm. you can at least, you know, take those that information. Yeah. And then have something to research because some people don't even know what to research. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. So if you're opening yourself um, 
to that, putting yourself in those conversations mm-hmm. or putting that, because um, every morning I kind of listen to maybe CNBC and that's kind of, that's the, higher the finance because side. it's kind of um, the language. They're not dumbing anything down for mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. But there's a podcast that I listened to that I told you about earlier, mm-hmm. Earn Your Leisure. Mm-hmm. They talk about um, all things finance. They interview people in multiple industries um, that, you know, were able to build generational wealth and, um so I would I would say you could listen to that. Um, you could listen to um, just different financial literacy podcasts like mm-hmm. uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad. He also has a book, um, and that's the, I guess the third resource. Mm-hmm. Um, reading those financial literacy books and just really just self educating yourself mm-hmm. um, and not following the trends on social media because social media is not the liable resource. You have so many different um, opinions. And so many different people out here, you know, cunning people. Just to, just mm-hmm. to be real, people are cunning people yeah. um, with the with the pyramid schemes and everything, asking you for your money when, you know, you don't need to give you give right. them your money, right. you know. So um, I would say, number one, you know, just having that, that tra- spending, spending tracker or whatever app mm-hmm. that helps you um, see your finances holistically mm-hmm. to listening to podcasts and um, you know, I forgot the second one. I said, oh, reading books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess those would be the, the top yeah, three. Self-educate those, those yourself. Those could be three yeah. uh, resources. Yeah. And those are actually some great resources that yeah. you just mentioned, because I think those are very important. And you incorporated those three resources mm-hmm. in people, whatever they, whatever they prefer. Right. That's yeah, how they exactly. can get the information. It's, 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 it's really figuring out what works best for you mm. and just um, being aware like I said, aware of that mindset that you have towards money. Like you said, you're, you can be frugal mm-hmm. and just understanding that as long as you have a plan for your money, then it's going to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're investing, if you're, if you have multiple streams of income and all of that, it's going to be there. Not just, Oh, I don't want to spend, spend, spend. So I'm mm-hmm. going to keep, keep, keep. Mm-hmm. It's just like kind of, um, not being clingy with your money. This yeah. is like a real relationship yeah. and knowing, okay, this is what I have and this is what I'm going to do. And just having like, just having peace, having peace mm-hmm. of mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is my last question to wrap up the episode. Okay. Okay. Um, what's your advice? What's, what's one key advice that you want listeners to know? The thing I've been saying all night is, um, you know, that instant gratification that we have because we see everyone else, you know, getting rich or whatever, Keep in mind that um, if you don't have a plan with your money or if you if you're not investing or if you're not saving or whatever, then um, it'll be it'll be you'll be more susceptible to lose your money. Well, I guess I'll, I'll speak to my biggest goal is generational wealth. Mm. Um, my granddad just passed recently um, mm. at the end of last year. Sorry and no, it's fine. And it was. Honestly, I miss my granddad. I love my granddad. And he grew up through our hard times. Um, mm-hmm. And we are, as a, our, our people are kind of set back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now it's like we're all trying to catch up and create that generational wealth. And mm-hmm. my granddad had just started investing and just started learning about it. Mm-hmm. So he didn't have anything to leave us but mm-hmm. heartache. Mm-hmm. And um, so my my biggest goal right now is just learning as much as I can and educating myself as much as I can Mm -hmm. to, um, 
you know, figure out all of those different vehicles, whether it's real estate, investing, um, saving, multiple streams of income, small business, whatever it is um, to generate generational wealth. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say I would leave you all with like just always having that long term goal in mind when it comes to your money. Mm -hmm. So investing is about the long game. It's not about um, because they didn't like these like um, Warren Buffett, like they didn't really just get rich overnight. Mm -hmm. They talk about the long game. If you ever just listen to them talking, they talk about the long game. And when it comes to investing, it's about the long term game and what is your overall long-term goal? If you want to be selfish and not think about your family and all that, then mm-hmm. cool, you know, mm-hmm. and, but for mm-hmm. me, for me, it's about generational wealth. Um, and it's not even about being selfish because you want to enjoy your life as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, so think about just diversifying. If you have, you have to have multiple streams of income, if it's through passive income um, and you're working for that, that, primary income then that's cool because I think that's something that you actually have to have but just kind of keeping that long-term goal in mind whatever it is when it comes to your money so that kind of um, helps you make it kind of drives your financial decisions in a better way Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's the best way I could put that Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah and 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 you've done incredible all episode and I'm just so thankful that you were able to lend so much advice amazing advice and i just want to say thank you thank you thank you thank thank you you so much um and for those who are listening i hope that you were able to take one thing away um at least (laughs) at least least (laughs) one thing away i know she's shared a lot of gems on this episode and i've learned so much and just to kind of hear it um again from a a different perspective and just from someone my age as well, yeah, you yeah. know, because a lot of times you get information from people who are older mm-hmm. than you, it's and different. it's just like, yeah. <laughs> it, it, so it's 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 nice to hear the same yeah. um, thing from someone who's financially aware and who's also been in my in my predicament. Not yeah. saying that those older haven't, but yeah. it's just more relatable in a sense. So I just want to say thank you for just sharing this amazing um, advice. And um, talking about being financially aware, how do we all become better with our finances and how to save, how to budget? Just I could go on and on, but I just really want to say thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for just having me. Uh, We really could have gone on and on. (laughs) It's actually really my favorite topic. Um, I'm so I'm grateful for just, you know, you invited me to speak in this capacity because, like I said, it was my first time. So I was really nervous, <laughs> y'all. But um, I really do hope that um, whoever is listening, you know, got some got something from it. Mm-hmm. And um, I know it was a lot of information. Mm-hmm. But like I said, if you could take one thing away. Right. And, you know, I, I think I would be <laughs> accomplished tonight. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Well, I, <laughs> if, if you want to know, just look, just know that I've taken something yeah. away from, from what <laughs> you said. So. <laughs> and, and like I said, it's, I think it's really great that you, you have this podcast for, um, for our peers to be able mm-hmm. to sit here and I call it like cross mentoring, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. to be able to kind of just feed off of each other and, mm-hmm. and bounce this information and put it out, put it out there. And um, I think it's going to be really helpful and as we grow, you know. So yes, I'm yes. glad that I was able to take a seat with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
All right. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. I'll see y'all in the next episode of Take a Seat. Peace.